Welcome to Relook Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. And this is Miguel. And we're here to bring you another breakdown of AEW Dynamite. Special episode of Dynamite with Beach Break. Break. This is a pretty good episode. I liked it. I liked it a lot more than I thought it would, actually. I liked that unison that we just had. What? Beach we, Break? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was an AEW it was Dynamite special. I mean, how could we both not emphasize it? We didn't rehearse that. No, I know. No, it was all natural, <laughs> all organic, right there. Yeah. So but let's talk about that first match of the night. Whoa, whoa, hold your horses there, buddy. <laughs> Whoops. We uh, we need to get into our official breakdown. Oh right, our that's gimmick. Right. Ooh, yeah, I got too excited. Yeah, let's go for that breakdown. So join us as we break it down. All right. Break it down. Welcome to a special episode of AEW Dynamite. Join us as we break down Beach Break. Excalibur, Jim Ross, and Tony Schiavone are on commentary. First match to begin the night is a tag team battle royal with the winner getting a shot at the AEW tag team titles. Private Party, Top Flight, Sammy Hagar, Young Bucks, Santana and Ortiz, The Acclaimed, and Jurassic Express all put on a good show proving AEW is the place to be, especially when it comes to multi-men matches. It is MJF and Chris Jericho who come out on top as the Alpha lands a Judas effect on Darius Martin for the final elimination. Second match is Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. I think it's easy to say that these two are two of the top ladies in AEW. DMD uses some heel tactics as she lands a flatliner onto the exposed bottom turnbuckle and follows up with a lockjaw to win it. Third match is Adam Page and Matt Hardy versus Chaos Project. Hangman is not about the group thing anymore since he left the Elite, so he is quick to mention this team up with Big Money Matt is a one-time thing. A buckshot lariat from the Cowboy ends it, but not before Matt makes a tag to take all the glory. Wonderful! For the fourth match, we see Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer in a lumberjack match. This rum back from last week ensures that the Murderhawk monster has some backup of his own and that is just what he needed as a blackout takes care of Eddie. And now for the fifth match and main event of the evening, we got Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Ray Phoenix, Pac, and John Moxley. We got a new theme for these Bullet Club boys. To start the match, we get double standing moonsaults to the machine gun and Mox follows with a release suplex. Mox is not done as he lands a Tope Suicida onto the Good Brothers. Carl gets some revenge with a gun stun onto Mox. The Mexican, as always, shows off with a step-in Rana and a huge springboard twisting headbutt. Ultimo Ninja would be proud of. We get Stereo Urihara Moonsaults to the Good Brothers making Death Triangle look like the Golden Lovers. From there we get an exchange from Rey and Kenny as Phoenix lands a backflip cutter and Omega lands a high angle dragon suplex right back. At this point the bastard gets punished worse here than he would in Westeros as Gallows gives him a super kick. Then he eats a triple backdrop from the BC. Kenny continues with a deadlift powerbomb and a V trigger. Phoenix gets revenge with a step up spinning back kick to Kenny and a tope con hilo onto Carl. 
the high-octane offense carries on as Kenny hits Mox with his own finisher. Pac punishes Omega with a 450. Ray lands a moonsault press to Chad too bad, but, but Carl answers right back with a double A spine buster and Gallows joins his teammate to land a magic killer too sweet me good brother to Phoenix for the one two three enter Kenta respect the forbidden door is open Alright, well that was a hell of a breakdown, especially that first match that we quickly, very very swiftly went over, went through. Um, the Battle yeah. Royal I'm talking about. I mean this is a hell of an episode that, with the wedding, Kenta making an appearance, so it was all craziness. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Settle down my friend. We will get to the gift that is Kenta at the end of the, at the end of the pod. Oh yes, my mistake, my mistake there. Uh, I don't blame yeah. you, I don't blame you. Well, yeah, let's talk. I'm talk surprised about- I didn't do it myself. <laughs> but let's. Yeah. You want to talk about the battle first, or um, how eight or dynamite wasted our, our time and showing us Jade work out? Uh, well, I think you're being a little rough there, one. <laughs> but uh, let's go into. Uh, yeah, you can work out. <laughs> let, let's go a little right bit you, into um, the. You know, we uh, heavily covered it on the breakdown, right? The gimmick, yeah. but we. You talk about how uh, this tag team battle royal was won by Jericho and uh, MJF, right? Oh uh, yes, it was at the expense of Sammy and Jake Hager. Yeah, Y2J accidentally gives a Judas effect, quote unquote, accidentally to Sammy. Oh no, well not a Judas effect. He accidentally eliminated. Them. Yes, sorry, sorry. He gave the Judas effect to. A young Darius Martin. But yeah, uh, just uh, Inner Circle continuing to crumble under the pressure that is MJF, right? I mean, he's really kind of like a solo guy just destroying from within. Is he doing that on purpose? Um, he's obviously doing something on purpose. Is, does he just want to get rid of Sammy? Does he want the whole thing to crumble? Does he want to take it from Jericho? This is something that we have to watch on AEW Dynamite. Uh, on uh, the AW uh, pay-per-views to find out exactly what is his plan. What is he trying to do? He's doing something on purpose. And yeah, I can't wait to see what he is doing. Ex- uh, you know what? I say that a lot. I can't wait to see it. I can wait to see it. I think this is a great spot for Jericho, right? When you don't have the champion, he was our first AEW champion. When you don't have the belt, you know, sometimes you really don't know what to do with these top guys, right? Can with Without them fighting for the top spot, which is the AEW championship. And uh, just this turmoil, this, this uh, inner circle of bad blood uh, is really, really interested, interesting, and... I love it, man. Uh, I think it's, re- I think it's one of the highlights of the show for sure to see what's happening to these guys. They were such a such a unit, and uh, now they're not. But as you mentioned before, the first promo of the night is—I mean, is it really even a promo? It's a package. It's more for of a show off. <laughs> Jade Cargill. It's just working out. It was really fast. Um, 
I think Shaq made an appearance in it. I, I it was yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're actually kind of not you know reviewing this immediately. Uh, we're trying to p- play the catch up game and a lot of like this a uh, our coverage on AEW. Yeah, but exactly. we are working uh, really hard to do it to do so, and <laughs> we're really close. So this is really exciting. Um, but yeah, uh, it was uh, kind of random and uh, maybe the worst part of the show. But we want to see what is Jade Cargill. What, what what is what is she doing? What does she really even want? Um, but yeah, uh, the second promo of the night is uh, in ring with uh, Tony Schiavone and uh, Darby Allen uh, along with Sting. Uh, Team Taz interrupts as usual, right? <laughs> I, it's week after week. Team Taz is in is gonna about to give a promo or Sting or Darby, and the other one interferes. <laughs> that, that's just that's just what's happening. It's it might be growing a little stale, right? Uh, we want to see Sting in action, and we will get that at Revolution. So uh, you know that uh, we're playing the the patient game. Um, Team Taz says that they will keep a close eye on Darby Allen, and uh, <laughs> Ricky Starks is calling out Sting personally. Uh, Sting will make sure the match is one-on-one, the Darby Allen match, and uh, still Sting <clears throat> is still the icon. Do not forget that. Promo number three gives us uh, a preview of Thunder Rosa versus uh, Britt Baker, right? Uh, then we get uh, the second match, which is said match, uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, we get a Death Valley driver on stage uh, from uh, Rosa, a Sling Braid, Bright bit breaker, yeah, a sling blade by Britt Baker. You know, shout outs to Tanahashi, and we get a thrust kick followed by uh, air raid crash by Britt. Like you know, uh, first the uh, the sling blade to acknowledge Tanahashi. Uh, an homage of the air raid crash to Okada. I mean, is Britt like a big uh, New Japan fan? I think safe Ooh. to say. Yeah. Uh, we get a curb stomp by uh, Britt. Uh, Death Valley Driver by Thunder Rosa. And then Reba exposes the turnbuckle. We get a flatliner to the corner. A Britt Baker special, right? And and that was to the exposed turnbuckle, obviously. And then a lockjaw by Britt takes it. The fourth promo is a backstage uh, Tony Schiavone with uh, Hangman and Hardy. They agree to a match. Uh, Hangman doesn't want to join Matt. He is he thinks that being off on his own is the best thing. But a one-off match is agreed upon. The third match is a. Uh, Hangman and Matt versus Chaos Project. We get a running shooting star press by Hangman to Serpentico. We get a classic Matt Hardy taunt, right? The uh into an elbow <laughs> drop, second rope elbow drop uh, to uh, Serpentico's arm. And then Luther sandwiches his own partner to splash Matt Hardy. You classic Chaos Project tactics. We get a Farouk spine buster by Hangman onto Serpentico. We get uh, a walk 
we get Hangman walking away from a Luther Senton. That really, that spot, I think the first time I've seen that was uh, um, Kevin Owens uh, facing off against Nakamura in an indie. Might have been ROH, actually. And Interesting. Yeah, Kevin Steen at the time. He uh, did a flipping senton off the apron, and uh, Nakamura, instead of catching the guy, you know, classic wrestling, he just walks away casually from it. So uh, a little <laughs> bit of uh, Shinsuke, uh, strong, king of strong style love from Hangman there. And yeah, the buckshot lariat, and it hits Serpentico, and Matt just has to get, get, the, get the win, right? <laughs> Very yeah, funny. he just tied himself in. Took the pin. Yeah. <laughs> um, pro number five is a preview uh, unveiling of Women's World T- Championship Eliminator Tournament. That is uh, very interesting. Oh, it's sick. Uh, yeah. It's I might... really starting to beef up their women's division. Yeah. yeah so uh, whatever you're spoiler alert. AW. Miguel and I have been really uh, <laughs> uh, getting into this tournament. And Especially the Japan bracket. Miguel is not wrong. This tag team, uh, no tag team. This AEW Women's uh, Tournament Eliminator is maybe the best thing to happen to the women's division, and it's really impressive to be honest. Uh, Promo number six. We get backstage uh, Chris Jericho and MJF celebrating. Uh, Marvez. Is with them, and then in the inner circle, inner circle is in a room, right? And Sammy is questioning Jericho and the inner circle on everything. Are, are, are they are they even a group anymore? Sammy is very distraught. Poor Sammy. Foreshadowing. So we get another promo, right? Promo number seven: an in-ring wedding for uh, Kip and Penelope. Uh, they start off with. Uh, I mean, this is a, a big time event, right? They've been uh, uh, hyping this up for a while. Yeah. yeah. So we get uh, Tony Schiavone, uh, a quick interview with the boys. Uh, Vicky Vicky Guerrero comes in saying it's time. The four walk out together. Uh, Jerry Lynn walks out with Penelope as I guess a surrogate dad for just for the occasion. Uh, we get a weird guy marrying them. I don't even know who that guy is. His yeah, vows are weird. Yeah, I don't know. He's kind of a perv. <laughs> that was a point, maybe. Am I, al- am I alone in that? No, you're not alone. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Kip is putting over uh, Penelope's uh, looks. So uh, Kip's kind of a perv, too. Well, it's, a, it's, it's his wife. I mean, what husband wouldn't do that? I guess, but there's a time and a place, no? Oh, m- maybe not. Maybe I'm, I'm the only one who thinks hey, that. They're, they're heels, I mean... <laughs> You're such a heel, Kip. No, no. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, we get... Uh, Can't forget Miro, the best man, with his butler or his main bro. What's it What's it called? Main bro? Main what? What? Uh, Chuck Taylor, the butler, best main, main man. Miro calls him something besides butler. Oh, his young boy. Yes, his young boy. Yes. <laughs> his main man. I don't know, what are you, like Lobo from uh, DC Comics? <laughs> <laughs> the main man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, this is an interesting part of this. Maybe it's a maybe it's a one-off uh, thing. Maybe it's just a little bit of uh, uh, lost in uh, communication, right? But uh, Kip cuts off Penelope's vows, just put himself over. Is this teasing some sort of uh, you know 
like breakup or you know tension that they have who knows uh she didn't seem to make much of it but i thought it was very interesting it was kind of mm, uncharacteristic of kip because i think uh he actually i i love that when uh, penelope ford has uh singles uh women matches you know we how many times do we see uh when people are in a relationship or whatnot that uh the guy is um wrestling and his part his female partner is um you know managing you know at ringside right yeah but we don't see vice versa so i love that you know kip is like kind of showing some love to penelope yeah and kind of being like a manager always like at ringside with uh penelope i love that and uh, so i think it was very uncharacteristic of him to uh do something like that but anyways uh but what happens after they tie the knot as miro's giving a toast yeah, so uh, Miro interrupts the skip thing of J.F. Jackson part. They get married. Uh, Miro orders uh, Chuck Taylor, Charles, my bad, the butler, to hand out champagne. And um, uh, uh, the uh, What is Love chant starts, uh, <laughs> starts right? And of course, Miro sings along to it. And Miro sings along. He likes it. You can tell he <laughs> probably ball. loves it, but he's trying to be professional and... Tr- and trying to be the heel that he truly is and kind of uh, interrupt it and, and stop it before it gets a little too out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> and then before we know it, Miro is chained to the ring. Orange comes out and Chuck Taylor uh, both attack Kip on his wedding day. Night? Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I think, uh, no, yeah, Orange Cassidy uh, pushes um, Kip into Miro. I think, like, you know, spilling some cake on him. Then Miro looks really mad. Like, it, like it, does, it seems like he doesn't care that it was an accident or doesn't know. And it looks like he wants to attack Kip until they're interrupted again by Chuck Taylor, who starts attacking both of them. <laughs> like, is that, like, did the Miro want to attack Kip? Like, did he think it was on purpose? Like, what was the deal with that? I don't know. Uh, but line of, uh, I have a line of the night. Uh, there's a there's a, a bunch of guests here that could maybe be someone's uh, line of the night, but I thought it was kind of interesting where Miro's like I he thought that uh, Orange was gonna be in one of those big presents, yeah, right. <laughs> and Miro said that Miro was destroying it. He's like, hey, I know something about uh, a wedding segment in rest in wrestling. So I thought that was a line of the night potential right there. Uh, we got but anyways, moving on, we got um. Promo number eight, we get an announcement from Shaq on the TNT panel that he accepts Cody's challenge. We get a fourth match, uh, Eddie Kingston against Lance Archer in a Lumberjack match. This is a rematch, but we add the Lumberjack stipulation. Uh, Lance Archer attacked by the Lumberjacks, uh, Ed, you know, the heels, obviously. <laughs> Eddie attacks the Lumberjacks himself. Uh, <laughs> Archer uh, does a diving splash onto... Uh, the outside, right? We get a full Nelson uh, slam by Lance Archer. Test RIP. We get a corner twist splash by Lance Archer. Uh, Bunny jumps on his back. Uh, <laughs> Archer is ready to do the blackout uh, to her, but Eddie <laughs> back fists uh, Archer to let her go. Yes. We get uh, uh, Jake the snake. Uh, Attacking on Helico for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> we get a bear attack. 
uh, attacking um, Blade. We get a Butcher attacking uh, one of the uh, Bear Country guys. And then we get uh, a Blackout by Lance Archer to, to end it. And, you know, getting uh, going over, right, cool. after putting uh, Eddie over the week prior. Yeah, I was happy to see this. Me too. We get a, a, a ninth promo of the night uh, backstage with FTR and Tully. Uh, they were suspended for uh, effing up uh, uh, Jurassic Express, right? Yeah. Then we get um, FTR are saying that they're mad that they weren't in the tag team battle royal, so they kidnapped Marco. Ooh, poor little Marco. And yes, uh, to jump ahead a little bit, um, they just let him go afterwards. <laughs> So that, that, I guess that, was that wasn't crazy, that man. big of a deal. I don't know if that's the best way to handle it, but hey, what can you do? Uh, promo number 10, backstage Joey Janela uh, has a long history of mangling. Uh, him and Darby have a long history of mangling themselves for the biz, right? Joey is back. He is a bad boy. Don't forget. Very that. bad boy. <laughs> we get the fifth match and main event. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Ray Phoenix, Pac, and John Moxley. I mean, oh Jesus, uh, what, what a match there! What, what a what a group of guys, right? Uh, so we get a new intro, right, for Kenny and the Good Brothers, right? Some some BC type of theme, maybe. Very interesting. Uh, I love seeing that. Uh, we get. We get Mox coming through the stands as always, right? But uh, his uh, part, his partners uh, coming through the stands as well to join him. Uh, we get double standing moonsaults to Carl Anderson. We get a release suplex by Mox to uh, Carl. We get a topa suicida by Mox to the Good Brothers. A gun stun by Carl Anderson to Mox. Love seeing that. Yeah. Good old cutter. Right. A step in Rana by Ray Phoenix. Huge springboard headbutt by Ray Phoenix. Uh, that kind of reminds me of Umberto Carrillo, right? Uh, he uh, formerly went by the ulti- the Ultimo Ninja. Yeah. And that uh, kind of gives me some reminders of that. We get a backflip cutter to uh, Kenny by Ray. A high angle dragon suplex by Kenny onto Ray. A super kick by uh, the big LG to Pac. A triple backdrop to Pac. A deadlift powerbomb by uh, Kenny. Uh, and a V trigger. And, you know, um, yeah, but let's get to the main. Uh, the main attraction, the main WTF moment, right? After the finish with uh, Carl Anderson, the big LG, Magic Killer, onto Ray Phoenix, finishing him off. We get up a brawl. But who shows up to be the equalizer in this match and this post-match brawl? Uh, Hideo. I mean, Kenta. <laughs> Kenta! New Japan's own kenta respect him you gotta respect him yeah respect him <laughs> uh comes out to attack john moxley 
I was going insane. I think we all were. Oh, if I, I love watching him put Moxie to sleep. Yeah, if you <laughs> he gives him the GTS. No, he did not steal it from CM Punk. On the way it around. Was vice versa. And Punk, I believe, himself admitted it. Yep. Moxley even said something along those lines. And yeah, just seeing Kenta. Um, you're gonna hear you're gonna be hearing this a lot, but the forbidden door is open. What the hell does that mean? Um, integration or not integration, but like, you know, shared like universe, shared brands, shared wrestlers of these brands. Like they, New Japan guys could go over to they have an agreement with the AW. They can go over there, they'll show up on Dynamite for like a little feud, then like go back and or like they can go to Japan for a while and, and show up a feud. And also, uh. Impact guys can go to make appearances on Dynamite and vice versa. Yep, you said it. It's is huge news, right? The fact that we get Impact guys going to AW, AW guys going to uh, Impact, right? Which is formerly TNA Wrestling, right? Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. Uh, we get them working together, right? That was a shock in itself. But for a while, it looked like AEW, All Elite Wrestling, was not going to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling, one of the biggest companies in the world for wrestling. Really, you could kind of say it was second only to WWE in the world, right? And this is just huge news because the amount of talent me and Miguel put uh, Wrestle Kingdom, right? Their uh, New Japan's WrestleMania, basically, uh, over so much. It is such an entertaining show. Uh, they have such entertaining wrestlers and guys, and the fact that most of the talent that AEW has has some ties to Japan, New Japan in, uh, in general. Uh, this is huge news. The names that we can spill out that for one day can potentially uh, collide with these AEW guys. I mean, God. Okada. Uh, uh, Tanahashi, Naito, uh, the ticking time bomb, Will Ospreay. I mean, and the big kahuna himself, right? The champion, Kota Ibushi. Oh, man, the, the forbidden door is kicked open. Thank you, Kenta. Thank you, AEW. Thank you, New Japan, for doing this. We are eagerly anticipating what could come next. And this is just ridiculously huge news. And I know that anyone who follows New Japan um, is really excited. And anyone who doesn't, just stick around, man. We will, we will tell you everything that we know about these guys when they debut, uh, when uh, guys go over there potentially, right? I know, you know we're still in uh, COVID days, guys, so... Um, Maybe a little while, but so it might know. take a little while. But uh, New Japan, right? The company has their own U.S.-based uh, show, right? Which is uh, called New Japan Strong. So uh, we have uh, guys like uh, I was gonna thanks a lot, Miguel. I was gonna call him Hideo because you mentioned <laughs> him before. Uh, but Kenta, right? We got the legend Kenta um, working out of uh, Florida, so he. Uh, off of New Japan Strong. And so uh, guys like him can make an appearance. Um, dude, uh, if, if if you just count anyone who uh, has worked in New Japan Strong, 
<sighs> Give me Leo Rush, man. Uh, uh, he just uh, fresh off of a, a run in uh, uh, MTV's The Challenge, right? Uh, I, I can't get enough of uh, Leo Rush. That guy is freaking talented. And yeah, man, I'm uh, really excited to see what the uh, uh, future um, brings us with uh, guys like that, right? In the immediate future and <laughs> those big guys uh, in a little bit more of a distant future. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'm anxious to see who else they're going to bring over or who they're going to... Who, who AEW is going to bring over to their end of the world, their end of the of things. Um, but yeah, I was I was so happy to see Kenta. So happy to uh, watch him make Moxie go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, give us more of that Kenta. And I wonder if he's going to make an appearance on next week's Dynamite. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, you know what? I know we usually do uh, lines in the night, and uh, I mean, do you, do you have any, real quick? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm not sure if this is necessarily like consider this. You would consider this a line of the night, but it's when um, <laughs> it's when Miro sings uh, "What Is Love." Yeah, I yeah. mean, you could even <laughs> say like the the crowd, right? Yeah. Was really uh, <laughs> was really into it. Oh man, uh, <laughs> that's a that damn. That's a good point. Uh, I think if I had to say one, um, you know what? I'm going to give um, a shout-out to Sammy uh, for kind of questioning, you know, what's happening to the inner circle. He's really the guy that is uh, in the know, right? Uh, how can you trust a guy like MJF? I think, uh, you know, uh, th- these guys are great, right? This, it's it's great television, but kayfabe-wise, how can you trust that guy? Yeah. What are I, you, I dumb? Agree. <laughs> so uh yeah um uh definitely can't wait to see uh how that continues um a top spot of the night i mean i would i would think it, it would come from uh the the main event no hmm. yeah top well actually my top oh yeah actually my top spot was um when Pac did a 450 to kind of need to stop the pin on Moxley. i was just gonna about to say that um Pac is a is a bastard. Yes, he's indeed a, he is. He is more so a heel than anything, right? Uh, I think he's a little bit more of a tweener nowadays. But ever ever since he made the move from you know athletic babyface to you know um, disgusting uh, heel, right? He's really gone back on some of his high-flying moves. So to see him rock a 450 is just, you know, it's it's, it's pretty pretty great. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that statement. If I had to give someone... You know what? I'm going to give some love to the machine gun, Carl Anderson, for taking out mm-hmm. that gun stun, right? That's classic yeah. Carl Anderson, New Japan. Uh, bringing out the gun stun in that match, top spot of the night for me. Uh, you do your thing, Carl Anderson. So, um, yeah, dude, I'm just so excited about uh, the Forbidden Door being opened. Uh, you'll hear that uh, a lot, and uh, you should because it's a huge deal. Uh, the the ramifications of um, a company like New Japan who was so hesitant in working with. Um, 
AEW now uh, being able to do so yeah. is uh, is ridiculously huge. So I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we want to end it there. Uh, that you know, <laughs> we're just really excited. Uh, me in particular, probably, <laughs> but I know Miguel is too. And uh, yeah. So um, any final thoughts? Bring in more guys. So I'm bringing Okada for crying out loud to AEW. He's coming. He's boys with the Bucks. Okay, yes. That, quick, that, quick story. Quick yes, story. Yeah, yeah. Kozichki Okada, one of the, the top guys in New Japan, right? A show in himself is friends with the Young Bucks. And the reason why, they've mentioned multiple times in interviews that um, when a new, what New Japan likes to do is they, have to, they like their young uh, uh, guys, right? Guys that they have a good feeling about and that they're going to um, push and that they're going to be, become something. They like them to um, be a young boy, right? We kind of alluded that with uh, the Chuck, the Chuck Taylor uh, Miro storyline, right? Yeah, you yeah. want to be a young boy uh, or or young lion in uh, New Japan, right? Kind of uh, do the dirty work, study um, how what it's like to be a wrestler and whatnot. Um, be very humble with your move sets and whatnot, uh, and uh, you move from there. Once you're ready to um, move to, on to the next step, uh, New Japan likes to send them abroad. Right yeah. to Mexico, to the U.S., to uh, England, right to other places where they can get some life experience, some wrestle experience, some world experience. And for Okada, his uh, like uh, his um, foreign uh, what do you call it? Uh, his his foreign trip was to the U.S. And he wrestled under TNA at the time. Yeah. And uh, the Young Bucks were also uh, TNA guys. Uh, I hate to even bring it up because they were ter- they were used terribly there, right? They were known as Generation Me, and uh, they they like <laughs> split them up. You never split up the Young Bucks. So uh, one time, uh, Kazuchika Okada was uh, asked by the company to do um, something he wasn't comfortable with. I believe it was. Um, uh, gigging, right? Uh, kind of uh, showing some color, uh, yeah. getting some blood. Yeah. And he was not comfortable with it. And the people to um, have his back to step up and say, look, if you're not comfortable doing it, do not do it. We have your back. We'll stand up for you, was the Young Bucks. So since then, uh, they uh, have some ties. Uh, Okada was uh, generous enough to do uh, <laughs> the Young Bucks and Cody's first ever um, yeah. self-promoted pay-per-view right all in okada um fought marty Skrull at the time right and uh you know he probably wouldn't have done that if he wasn't uh, such good (laughs) friends with him no i I get what you're saying so that does it uh we want a big spiel uh at the end but deservedly so because this is such huge news um give me a too sweet and thank you all for coming catch you on the flip side lucha